to our first episode of Overly Dramatic. Everyone is a fanatic. Skeletons in the attic. My name is Brent, this guy's Patrick. Our show is overly dramatic. Our show is overly dramatic. Our show is overly dramatic. Na 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 Your nah's better than mine. Yeah, we're here. All right. It's our first episode, so we are two overeducated folk. Going to talk about mostly Canadian topics and decide if it was overly dramatic. <laughs> Get it now. So you're probably wondering what's up with the title. Brent will tell you. Well. Well. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm a I'm a high school teacher. Uh, taught <laughs> drama for many years. Uh, also done improv, and I'm a stand-up comedian. You guys remember when people did stand-up? I barely do, to be honest, and uh, <laughs> and I'm Brent, I'm a musician, I'm an actor, I'm also a stand-up comic, I travel around Canada for many years doing theater and film and TV, and I've also taught high school drama. So you might be wondering to yourself, what right does a high school drama teacher, or a couple of high school drama teachers have in getting mixed up in Canadian politics? Well, well insert photo of Justin Trudeau right now, there you go. <laughs> Good old JT. Love him. So just going to do a quick catch up on, you know, how's life? How's COVID, man? COVID has been destroying a lot of businesses. You know, people have been just stuck at home. How's your life going? Well, I think the only person who's having a great time during this is probably Jeff Bezos. Otherwise, yeah. uh, I yeah. think most people are affected somewhat adversely from that. Yep. It's, That's uh, true. Yeah, I'm trying to actually one of uh, one of the projects that I've been working on, um, health-wise. Yeah, is I've been doing I've I've set up some workout equipment in the backyard there. Nice. And I'm trying to discipline myself to get on it once a day, rain or shine. Yeah. Because um, everybody we know, especially our comedian friends, they're sitting at oh, home, they're getting Uber Eats, and they're watching Netflix. That's it. That's, that's lovely, but it's not good for you. So I figured, you know, while we're stuck at home, I'm going to do some cool stuff. So I'm doing, um, last week I did a juice cleanse. Yeah. The, uh, have you, have you done that yourself? I haven't done the cleanse, but I've gotten all the, all the equipment. I have a scooter. Okay. I have some, some free weights. Awesome. And I'm, uh, I'm running again. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like skating myself. I'm trying to build a rink in the backyard, but it's just too hot. <laughs> okay, get it to work. It's, it's a lot of sparks going on. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Um, so I do have, I have kids. My, my three kids are here. And uh, so I'm trapped in the house with three girls. Um, I got a wife and I got a mother-in-law I'm trapped in the house with and I can't perform stand-up. So I am dead inside. I literally, I need to get back out there. <laughs> they need to start opening up some joints for the stand-ups to do some performances. It's, it's going yeah. hard. 
you know that it's interesting because you need that live atmosphere. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, we miss people. There is there's a nuance that it's just not it's not playing when it's on a live stream. Yeah. Like you can no, do you I, can do amazing bits, but it doesn't matter because yeah. you need that that electric. You gotta you gotta sell the body language. You gotta sell the. It's just that connection is missing. So anyway, we're gonna try to sell the connection on here uh, with our audience. <laughs> So we're, we're tackling Canadian topics, as you guys already heard. Um, you can tell by my accent, I am 50% of the show multicultural part. Yeah. I'm and from Trinidad. So Trinidad, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. How, have you grown up here? I, my teenage years were here in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my teenage, my teenage years were here as well. And yeah. uh, actually, my youth was, my adulthood, my childhood, my birth, my conception. So you're very much Canadian. <laughs> I, we go back. Uh, I think my family goes back five or six generations. Um, we're potato famine people. Yeah. So yeah. mid nineteenth century, the Irish, uh, you know, sort of emigration from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down through, you know, Brooklyn, Boston, Toronto was all the same sort of arc. Okay. The, the uh the the wave of irish immigrants in the uh in the mid late 1800s so that's as far yeah. that's how far i go back wow so it's yeah uh, so yeah. we have a canadian and an immigrant uh yeah. <laughs> you're seven generations deep you're yeah yeah i i'm i'm uh yeah my i've only known two generations previous in my own family of course yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, the great 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 grandparents were the ones yeah. who hit the boat, came on, came on over. Good. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna tackle some topics here and we're gonna try to give a balanced viewpoint for all the viewers out there. And we're gonna make sure it's got a Canadian perspective on it. So our first Canadian topic of the day, this is one that both of us were kind of shocked about, Brent. Um we saw an interview recently with our Prime Minister, uh, Justin <laughs> Trudeau. He was asked a question about uh, Trump's military action about protesters. Right. And from there, our lovely guy, Justin, went into a 21 second pause. So the question to you, Brent. Did you count it? Did you it was 21 it? seconds. If, if you go into YouTube and you just type in Justin Trudeau, 21 seconds is going to pop up right away. Okay. So it was so shocking to many Canadians, to me especially. Uh, my question is, do you, do you think Justin was being overly dramatic or did he know the question was coming? Was it overly dramatic? So just to clarify, I do the theme every time we say it, right? Yeah. Overly yeah, dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I'm sure that there's uh, – there's no right or wrong answer. So, and he knows, he knows that was open to interpretation. Yeah. So you yeah. got to think he knew what he was doing. I'm not saying that, you know, definitively, but yeah. he, as the pause went on, I mean, yeah. 21 seconds, he's like a rodeo champion of awkward pauses, right? Like that's uh, 21 seconds. That's pretty awesome, actually. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of badass that he did that. Um, it's pretty typical for Justin. He, he needed the spotlight. And the way he held it, too. If you, if you look at it, yeah. the more I look at it, the more I laugh. Because right. the question was out there, and it was just like, 
<laughs> well, see, a seasoned politician has tricks for that. If you remember, um, Bill Clinton used to bite his lip. Yeah. To ponder. Yeah. Obama would tend to look upward. Yeah. For you know higher guidance, he'd be like, right. "Well, you know, you yeah. know," and um, so, and they they never pointed; they'd always do the thumb. This yeah. Is so, yeah. but Justin, he hasn't quite got that 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 subtlety yet. So he stared right at the camera. Yes, he, he did. Was, he was really nervous for an audition. He was like, and then you could hear him start to sigh. But, so I I think he knew he was sticking it to Trump. Yeah. Um, I think he genuinely wanted to give a good answer. Yeah. Because one thing we find in all forms of media is that if you speak immediately, you're going to get crucified for it. Mm -hmm. You're going to get burnt if you say, if you misstep in what you're saying. Right. So he probably composed that entire speech in his head during that 21 seconds. So you got to give him credit for that. At least. You know what I think? I think he was saying some F-bombs in his head the whole time. Just, <laughs> just dropping every swear word you could. He's yeah. just cursing it out for 21 seconds. Well, because sometimes, you know, I deal with my kids here. I do the same thing. They do something wrong. I'm just like, yeah. you got to hold it in, right? Yeah. I think he was dropping some F-bombs. But, yeah. yeah. I, I wish as an immigrant that he spoke up against it, you know, against, against bullying, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. We tell kids all the time, like, speak up against the bully. But, you know, we have this deep economic relationship with the states and he doesn't want to challenge that and i get it but i just wish he would have yeah i think um he excuse me he probably has to be more careful than we would and yeah. he probably he definitely has to be more careful than not only journalists but also other mps they can be a yeah. little more shooting from the hip yeah. With regards to that, but he's still got to be diplomatic. Um, he was super. I the think, answer was super diplomatic. So it 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 totally deflected yeah. from Trump, and it went straight to this is what we're doing in Canada. This is blah blah blah. And I get it. And but my, I'm not happy this, with it. This is my question. No, it's because it was it was it was a very very fancy non-answer. Yeah. Basically, is what it was. Yes. Which were custom. I mean, that's part of the that's part of political craft right you yeah. do that you give very yeah. nuanced very skilled very entertaining non-answers yeah. um but my question is this when he when he was saying um he, you know he, he qualified he, he basically i don't know the speech verbatim but he said um well we we have a different sort of situation than the yeah. u.s but that's not yeah. to say that we don't have um but then he went on to say and we have cultural uh systematic and institutional racism that is continuing to this day to affect adversely marginalized groups. That sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And he said that, and, and that was the right thing to say. And, and you and I have a lot of the same friends. They're all saying yeah. the same thing. Right. But this is what I, what I was thinking when he was saying it is, wait a second, aren't you the prime minister? Like, th does, the, does the PMO not have arguably more power than the executive branch in the US? You're the prime minister. So saying, yes, oh my, you know, our system is rigged. We've got institutional problems. Our laws are, you're making the laws. You're yeah. the one. It, it's yeah. like the, um, you know, if you, if you are looking for someone else to do the changing for you, you're, you're taking this the wrong way. You have to yeah. act to change yourself. Yeah. We all do it in our hearts. We all do it in our actions. We all have to do that every day. But he's the prime minister, for crying out loud. He yeah. can probably 
at the very least, set up a task force to look into. If he's not, if he's not going to do that, if he's, if he's basically going to say, well, you know, all this stuff exists, but there's nothing I can do, then either it doesn't exist and he's lying and he's virtue signaling, or it does exist and he's, uh, he, he's not using his power wisely enough. Yeah, he, he, he deflected. And yeah, very much so. Yeah. So are we going to get some change? We'll never know. <laughs> All right. Well, second Canadian go. topic. Moving on. We got a, a lot of stuff to talk about. This one's this one's a topic for you. Right. Well, the I suppose I mean we're we're looking at the fabric of uh, of the issues that that are turning around, turning over and over today. Right. So, all of the issues that we discuss sort of interweave somewhat. Um, what I chose as sort of my my first topic is uh, Canadian identity and history. So it's difficult to find a, a suitable definition of Canadian identity because it's too complex, it's too varied, it it's too malleable. So we usually, as Canadians, describe ourselves not by what we are, but what we're not, and that's Americans, right? And more to the point, we like to describe ourselves as being better than Americans. We're not as violent. We don't have the gun culture. We're more open to multiculturalism. We're not as racist. We're more tolerant of all the world's religions. We're, we have a social safety net. We have, we have health care. We, we say sorry when we open a door for someone, right? We're just such, such much more lovely people. But are we really sure about that? Um, how well do we actually know our own history when it's outside the warm, fuzzy context of a Tim Hortons commercial? Yeah. How well do we really know? How yeah. well... Do we know our slave history? We all know about the Underground Railroad. Yep. Um, but how much do we honestly know about our own history with slavery, our own history with systematic prejudices and acting upon them? So we get upset, right? We, we get upset when we're accused of having some of the same negative attitudes and historical aspects with which we describe Americans. That upsets us so much. Yeah. So is our sense of indignation Overly dramatic. Nailed it. Um, I think I'm going to go to the Doug Ford example recently. Okay. And, you know, he was asked about, are we, are we here in Canada racist, you know? And he pretty much straight up said no. <laughs> right. And we've basically denied racism exists in Ontario or in Canada. But as I recall, there's this thing called residential schools <laughs> that less than, less than 30 years ago still existed, right? So we decimated families of indigenous people. Um, we're basically responsible for some of the mental health issues still going on in that population. Um, the alcoholism, the drugs, the suicide rates, that was all a result of our residential schooling system, you know? And then we can look at what happened in Quebec with the, the hijab wearing Muslims um, and how that was enacted into their laws. Yeah. But now they wear face masks because they're worried about a virus, right? So it's, right. it's that incongruence that sort of undertone it's we're not outright racist i don't think i haven't 
ever been called any racist words in my experience. Um, right. But I felt it. <laughs> See, when we first met, you said your name was Patrick. I thought you were yeah. Irish too. Yeah. So I, I For sure. No, I had no idea. Patrick Russell, like, yeah. I, you go through an Irish phone book, there's well, exactly. got to be at least 100 guys like me. Yeah, right? I was going to offer you a Guinness and a. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, those are those are good points. It's um, it's a very nuanced issue because, like you've you've mentioned, most people don't think they're racist, and I honestly don't think most people are, or at least they they are accustomed to a system yeah. where they know they're not. Now, I I suppose this the the little panel that we have here. Yeah. I suppose I suppose because I am the white dude, I'm by default the conservative position. I don't really feel that way, honestly. Like right. I. I, I vote NDP. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my ideologies are always on the left as far as social good. Yeah. I tend to see this more, um, more as a class issue, more as an economic issue, as opposed yeah. to purely a race issue. Now, I'm not saying that to denigrate anybody who feels as though they're being subject to racism. Um, I'm there for them. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't want to see that for a second. But I do honestly think that a lot of the issues concerning racism are, are very clickable. Um, and I think that if we had a more fair economic structure, and again, this is up to the government to initiate, not yep. to comment on. Yeah. If we had I a agree fair with you. economic structure, I think there'd be a lot less racism. Yeah. Um, because one half wouldn't be blaming the others for their loss of jobs and the other half wouldn't be blaming the other half because they can't get a job in the first place. 100%. I think if we had a fair system, um, I think some of these other distractions that people use as excuses, like, yeah. oh yeah, well, all these immigrants are taking our jobs. Actually, they're not. The corporations sent your jobs away. Immigrants yeah. aren't taking anything. Right. From um, Great points, man. Yeah. So it's, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not one of those uh, academics. I don't, feel inclined to say, yes, the fact I'm white means that I'm automatically racist. I'm not going to do yeah. that. I don't accept that. But right. I do accept that most people that feel they're probably not racist might just think differently about someone from a different race, whether it's yeah. benign, like, oh, yeah. how, can I, how can I please them? I yeah. want them to be my friend. I want, my, I want everyone to see that I've got a black friend. That's yeah. you know, yeah. if, you're my, if you're my friend, you're my friend. Yeah. Um, so so overdone it's overdone right. that, that thing yeah. i think i think a lot of minorities are are uh worshipped and tokenized and that's yep. just that's just not cool yep. um but yeah i think doug ford is thinking in that mindset he's like i got i got black buddies i got i have hindu buddies you know my yep. you got my it guy's chinese how can i be racist it's not really about that it's no. about working toward commonality so uh, and that's, that's always the first thing. That's always the first thing they say, right? That 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 cliche yeah. line. I have friends who are da da da. Sure, that, sure. That's the opposite. All right. Yeah. For the sake of time, we gotta skip forward a topic. So my next choice. Um, I'm talking on a Canadian woman. Uh, her name's Amy Cooper. Um, did people know that? Did people know that? People did, did not know, know that. They they yeah. did they did not report it in the american media that she was canadian okay. but when you when you go do the research she was actually educated at the university of waterloo uh -huh. um, she's a very bright woman obviously she had a super high paying job 
Cushy in New York State. And um, so what happened with Amy Cooper? Um, she got into an incident with another black man at, a, at the park, Central Park. And uh, her dog was off the leash and the, the person, the man told her, his name is Chris Cooper, he told her to uh, put your dog back on the leash. She was very upset. And at that point, he told her he was recording. And then she said, and I quote, I'm going to call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. If you ever see the video, it's hilarious. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see. He told her he's about to record. Yeah. And then she said that. <laughs> As if auditioning for a bad race movie i don't know <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say you and me both as drama teachers and yeah. directors we could not pull a performance like that no so, no it was so bad the timing so i just want to know do you think with everything with everything she did was she being overly dramatic nice I think yeah. we're getting our we're getting our cues better. We're getting the cue better. As yeah. you as you wind it up like a yeah. like a slow ball. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Was she being overly dramatic? Um, I think most. This is one of those issues where I think most people agree. I don't think there's uh, I don't think there's too much wiggle room for. Hey, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> I think she uh, she probably panicked. That's fair enough. I mean, yeah, she panicked. It's a woman and a strange man is right. is, is presenting conflict to her. Right. So I'm not going to hundred percent say, you know, it's, she, she is a, she's a terrible person. I think she panicked and with the societal structures that she lives in, mm -hmm. she knew what Avenue she could take. Right. Um, what I find funny is that she, she is so in her mind, she's so woke. She's, she works <laughs> in Manhattan. She loves animals. She, she's probably hashtag me too a thousand times. Yeah. So, she made sure to tell the cops it's an African-American. She didn't say yes. a black dude. Yes. You know? She didn't say some, yeah. some guy from uptown. She didn't She's say so woke. She used the proper term yes. to have the police come and shoot the guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly what you said. And the next week was the George yeah. Floyd incident, right? So yeah. we, we know the implications of saying African-American threatening my life. Yeah. The cops are coming, ready to shoot. Yeah, kind of idea. They're they're gonna they're gonna have drawn weapons. And when she, you know, later, not not even to mention the fact that she was like basically, you know, doing to that dog what the cop was doing to George Floyd. She was like leaning on his neck like crazy. And like, what point are you proving to who here? Like, yeah. who you could be a bigger jerk to? So, yeah. so, so as she's doing it, she's ramping up the drama. Yeah. So by the end, she's Blanche Dubois. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, and I just felt that <laughs> as an actor, I found that tasteless. I found yeah. zero to 60 way too quick. Oh, yeah. Very, really bad acting. Really bad yeah. acting. And, you know, I guess the, the takeaway from it was animal rights. They took the dog back. Right. She lost her dog. But yeah. me, as another black man who could have been in that position, I wish they would have taken away her phone. <laughs> that's what she needs to lose because yeah the, there's more power in destroying a person's life than taking away the dog so take away her phone too if you're gonna do that yeah they were very quick to grab that dog by the way yeah that's that's a trickier issue i'm a i'm an animal animal advocate 
Yeah. I love animals. Generally, I love animals better than people. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I wanted to clarify something real quick. I'm not comparing what she did to the dog to what a cop did to George Floyd. All I'm no. saying is that she was pressing on that poor little puppy's neck yeah. like crazy. And I thought, what, what are you doing? Yeah. But, but um, just yeah. pulling it. And just, yeah, I saw it. I suppose she was just panicking generally, or perhaps not genuinely panicking, even though I'm not in her head. She was working herself up. Yes. Um, the the yeah. taking the dog away, I think that smacks a little bit of Twitter outrage. That I'm yeah. not 100% sure of, because she, she lost her job. Um, yes. Had her dog taken away. That's like a country yeah. song right there. That's <laughs> I lost my job, and that took my dog away. So, yeah. don't give lyrics. No, it was, it was but... If you ever see the video, it's it still cracks me up. Just yeah, how she how everything just escalated so poorly. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. More comedy can be found in the comment section. <laughs> on that, if you ever if you ever get a chance to see the video and read what people are, people aren't interested in the fact that they actually that she actually called out to the cops. African American man threatening my. It was more about. Look at how badly she's treating this dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, it was it was commonly yeah. viewed as as a people sticky. were people were all over the dog right away. I would say more than half the comments I read were about the dog. Okay. Than about race issues. Well, so, that's just a whole other thing too. Yeah. Um. For another day. For another yeah, yeah. day. No, no. Absolutely. Now it's your uh, your topic. All right. So. Again, um, I, I don't find myself particularly, I don't like to watch YouTube content creators who are, you, you know the new term that we use or the new definition we use for grifters? Yeah. Um, basically, you know, these, these, these guys, and I don't need to mention any names because I don't need to, but these guys that pretend they were liberal and then they turn conservative because they hate political correctness. You know, they, they, they spend hours and hours of video footage complaining about uh, people saying things on college campuses. Yep. Um, now, I think there's value in debating those things, but I also think that a lot of these right-wing trolls are essentially uh, doing this ex-liberal shtick, um, and they're, they're, they're getting to tour. They're getting to give speaking tours and stuff like that. I'm not like that. I'm not a fan of that. But at the same time, I call BS when I see it because like 90 90 90 90% of most people my politics don't lie exclusively left or exclusively right there are certain yeah. things i agree with certain exactly. things i disagree exactly with. same so as far as standard common sense um this is my second issue so i've i've titled it uh the return of the guillotine <laughs> so you know nice tame nice tame topic um, now, not literally a return of the guillotine, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, the image of the French death contraption that's made a remarkable comeback in yep. the last year or so. Um, but instead of using it to wipe out 18th century French nobility, um, it's been repurposed for the most frightening acronym since AIDS, which is the TERFs. Um, I assume everyone knows. Go ahead. You gotta, you gotta go tell them. Yeah, the trans-exclusive radical feminists. Okay. Trans-exclusive radical feminists. It's a, it's a, well, I suppose it's a derogatory term. 
given by trans activists to, uh, you know, feminists, whether they're radical or not, that's not really for me to say, I'm just quoting their name, um, to feminists who are excluding trans, trans women in their, uh, their purposes, in their, no. in their lobbying, in their activism. No. So each to his own. I, I feel for both groups and I feel that I want true justice for both groups. And right. I, I, I have no problem with anyone living how they want to live. And I have no problem with anyone wanting pr protection if they're in a, in a, a marginalized group. Um, but I have a problem with this. So images on social media platforms, and even you'll see sometimes posters around urban centers, um, they're proliferating. And it's got a picture of a guillotine and usually the same tagline, which is like, uh, hey, turf, step up, that kind of thing. Essentially, giving very clear imagery that we are here to execute you if you don't agree with us. And that's always rankled me somewhat. But the ironic part, um, or perhaps the hypocritical part, um, is why it's odd. Because yeah. trans activism, in general, um, they've gained a lot of traction in our society very quickly actually. And they've been preaching for a while that words, and, and frankly, even honest opinions or questions, yeah. must, must be construed as violence toward them. Now, call me naive, but a, I think a guillotine picture is a tad more violent than a word. So uh, yeah. my question then is, are the trans activists being overly dramatic? I think this 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 story comes um, this week. I believe it was J.K. Rowling who yes, right. came out and had that whole Twitter rant, and everybody was saying, you know, she is she is a turf. She's uh, right anti-trans women uh, being a part of that group, you know. And I don't know enough to say specifically why I think she's wrong. Okay. I'm just going to say that it's an era where people are identifying as whatever the hell they want to identify as. Right. And I'm not going to judge you based on what you want to identify as. Listen, I live in King City. I've told this before, I identify as white because I don't see any <laughs> black people up here. Okay? I don't. So that's what I feel. Okay? I thought I saw nobody, you more nobody can judge me. Nobody right. can judge me based on that. And if somebody who looks or feels in a certain way identifies as something else, let them identify. Let them be. What does that have to do with your life? J.K. Rowling needs to shut up and write books. Okay? That's what you do. You're making millions of dollars. Just keep your mouth shut. Okay. You're going to have hate. You're going to get nothing but hate from people who are not in that small group. Right. Why, why spread hate? Why spread hate? It doesn't make any sense to me to to claim or to to claim the entire gender for yourself. Like that doesn't make any sense. Okay. We have all gender washrooms now. Somebody who identifies as trans can use a washroom standing beside you or trans feminist, right? So I just feel we're in this we're in this specific era right now. Anything that was uh, typically just male, female. There's that gray zone now, and, and it's still being clarified and identified and figured out okay. as how we are going to judge them or how we are going to, you know, or uh, live. 
I guess, right? Things are just, it's just so, it's up in the air as to how society is going to progress, but people are allowed and should be allowed to identify as whatever the hell they want to without being judged. Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I agree with you in, in principle. I, there's just a couple of little <clears throat> points where, where I might disagree. Yeah. From a broader perspective, first off, I, I'm not a fan of the sort of the um, the the linguistic imperialism that's been going on in academia for the last decade. Yep. Changing changing the meaning of words. Um, I think the words hate and dangerous have become far too ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need sort of an employment of uh, of, of Godwin's law. The um, have you heard of that? No. That, the law determining how quickly on an internet argument somebody mentions Hitler. Well. So <laughs> I, think, I think we need a form of Godwin's law to deal with uh, words that aren't necessarily correct, like hate. Right. Yeah. Um, a differing opinion is not hate. Um, talking about something that 99% of the population agrees with is not dangerous. Right. Um, Twitter is not voter. Right. So that's that's one of the things that I feel J.K. Rowling, I think, has gotten away for a long, long time of saying and doing whatever she wants and being praised. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So and, and that's understandable. Lots of people do. Usually they have the sense to just shut up on social yeah. media. If they have a, a real strong adverse opinion to something, they usually just stay out of it unless it's affecting yeah. them. Um, but another aspect where I, I don't entirely agree with with your your complete um okay. support of this yeah is when the lgbt sorry see even i say it by default when when the lg community was fighting for their rights essentially yeah. what they were fighting for was let me be me let mm. me live my life right stop putting your laws onto my life let me be who i am in peace right the trans activism is slightly different they're saying let me change you you all change your laws you all now, from now saying what is hate, you know, from now saying, wait a second, sports aren't fair that way. That's dangerous, violence, oppression, right? So, yeah, Bill C-16, I, I don't want to get into that. But that's a whole different ballgame. If you want to go is. into where the sports, yeah. my ideas on that are completely different. Indeed. indeed. And well, I, you're, you're an athlete yourself. Yeah, uh, I did. I did compete for Canada in decathlon. Okay. And... It's a you know what one of yeah yeah it's 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 a can of worms we we'll have to delve into another day and yeah and i'd be happy yeah. to do that also the, yeah. the the last thing i wanted to put with that is the genuine like turfs i don't like that term it's it's yeah. out there in the ether that's fine but i don't know uh being feminist doesn't mean radical feminist and yeah. i think looking out for women in places like rape shelters in places like crisis centers I think if enough women feel strongly that they are traumatized by um, male anatomy yeah. in, their, in their safe space, I yeah. think we have to listen to them and not just call them Nazis. Absolutely. So anyway, that's the, the return of the guillotine is over. Yeah. Good. There. All right. So this next segment, uh, we got to get to your song. But yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that in another, another episode, our next one. All right. So... I've got, you know, it's funny because I'm a comedian yeah. and I often, I often take guitars to my shows, but I don't actually do comedy songs. <laughs> I, do, I do rock and roll songs to hopefully win the crowd over so that I can do my terrible comedy. Right. Uh, so, 
what I'm hoping to do is learn the skill, and perhaps you can help me. Yeah. Of, of doing uh, the odd little parody song. Oh, you need to. You need to. And they become so popular that made Sandler's career, man. They can really take off. So if we did like a, a Sandler esque. Give me a first line. Come on, Canada. It's time to do something, Canada. So what I'm going to do, yeah. see, I don't want to make fun of serious issues. No. But I'm dying to make fun of serious issues. Yeah. So we gotta... in the coming weeks, I'm going to do some songs that sound like I'm making it up on the spot. <laughs> but in truth, I'm not, because I'm very opinionated. So what I'm hoping to do in the coming weeks, if this blog comes through and the funding keeps, I'm gonna do some really cool songs with my friend Patrick. That'll be very poignant. Hey. A little, little something, a little something like that. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, man. Yeah. So it's time for our final thoughts. Uh, over the time this is where we uh this is where we give our final thoughts about the the week ahead all right so i'm just gonna appeal to white people uh my people my people in king city <laughs> let's not be so quick to call 911 for everything i think that was the message uh, talk to people first you know you don't know who is next to you if you don't know your neighbor speak to them they do speak english they got into the country they had to pass the english test right so um, be willing to reach out and talk to people. You know, I've seen in my neighborhood now, I'm walking around and people are a little bit more willing to shake their heads and wave and stuff like that with what's going on in the world right now. So I'm feeling more love. I'm feeling more love from, from the people in my area in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like, I, should I feel guilty or not? But yes. that, that awareness of, you know, we're all different. And we need to respect each other because we're equal and racism exists that I'm, I'm feeling more love here. So thankful for that and hope that the world can be a better place somehow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're drowning and a hand comes to save you, you're going to slap it away because it's a black hand. No, <laughs> that's stupid. No. You know? So, yeah. well, I don't know if, um, yeah, it's, I guess in keeping with, with some sort of structural format, I would say, hey, non-white people. Yeah. Also, my people. Um, st stop telling us that we have no right to discuss issues that pertain to other groups, and then telling us that our silence is violence. You can't have it both ways. Like, work with people, not against them, or else we're just going to be yelling and going in circles forever. So. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. And, and true change is going to come through knocking at that door, pushing policies, getting the lawmakers to do things that we ask for. So keep on knocking and you guys are, are our allies. We, are, we have to work together in this. So whether or not you choose to post about it, I'm not going to judge you on that. And some people have, you know, yeah. said that they, they're going to shut down friends. I know people who are black who haven't posted about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
um, it's it's your right to post whatever you want. Just just be just be educated about what you post. You know, know what you're talking about. Don't just <laughs> go out and post stuff because other people are falling on that bandwagon. That's try yeah. not to re try not to repost fake news. It just yeah. clubs things up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Let's be smart. So be, that's our show. Dramatic. There you go. This has been overly dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> this show is too overly dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed our show and uh, remember to subscribe. And we will be posting. We'll be putting up another show next week. So look forward to having you all with us. Awesome. Thanks for coming out. Nice. Yeah.